back with the Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm John Masonbrink. Tim Ward is in Arizona somewhere. Scottsdale, I believe. Tim, how you doing? Happy and sunny in Scottsdale. That's I'm right. Good. How are you, JP? Good, good. Uh, we're doing this as like a part two of the AHR show. Uh, we had talked about how pleasantly surprised everyone was about the show and and you had mentioned maybe it was the low expectations everyone had, but you know, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was well put together. The attendance was good. The buzz was good. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was all worth the time and effort. Yeah. It was, it was good talking to rigid earlier and getting a little feedback from a company that was exhibiting at the show, but obviously you and I were interested in talking to somebody that walked the show floor. Yeah. Uh, kind of uh, had a different hat on and who better to bring in than Hot Rod himself. Yeah. Bob Hot Rod Roy. Roy? Is it Roy? <laughs> Bob Hot Rod Roy joins us uh, now. Yeah, Hot Rod, how you doing? Yeah, great. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> yeah, I know uh, Kalefi made uh, the, you know, the difficult decision to uh, pull out of exhibiting at the show due to, you know, the health and safety of of everyone involved and but you had a chance to to walk the show as tim mentioned and uh just kind of give us your thoughts of what you saw at the show and what you you know thought of the overall vibe yeah and i mean going back to our decision to pull out this year was it was not just the health of the safety of the you know our staff which it was but also the cost you know you want to look you know the projection of how many people they thought were going to show up this year and what it was costing us to go to that show it just you know that part of it didn't make sense either but i agree with you i thought the show was um I was well attended, you know, it was well run. The buses were running on time. Everything was smooth. There was no, you know, jam up anywhere. The press room, as you know, did a good job with uh, catering everything and keeping groups coming through there. And, you know, there seemed to be podcasts going on pretty much every hour of every day, you know, something was going on, but yeah, I, you know, it was nice not having to be at a booth this year. Cause I got to walk around a lot and I, you know, I like seeing uh, everything, not just what's in my industry, you know, the hydronic and plumbing stuff, but uh, the tool people. I like the little mom and pop shops that have inventions that go there. I went to the welding booths. I went to the gauge booths. I probably hit 50 uh, different booths that I would have never done on the year that we were exhibiting. So that was uh, fun. And I think a lot of my colleagues that were there also did that, you know, I had a chance to see what everybody else was up to and talk to people. And I only had one less than expected. Could I was ask every booth that I stopped at, you know, what do you think of the show? How's the traffic and this and that? And only one booth that said, you know, they thought it was a little bit slower than they uh, had hoped for, but they were kind of in the nosebleed section too. So that might've been part of it. They're way back in a corner. Well, I saw some of your post hot rod on Instagram and dare I say, you're becoming a social influencer. Yeah, well, <laughs> Uh, so, we're talking this morning on my social or socialist it's social and sports <laughs> I, I don't know whatever yeah. i don't know about that i guess i'd be a senior senior social influencer if anything yeah, senior but, advisor uh, yeah that's right. Bob, how many hrs and ashrays have you attended oh gosh i don't know it goes back i think i started in fact one of the first ones i can remember was in vegas when it was a um it wasn't an hr i was out there it was a uh it was when ASA and PHCC combined there for a couple years. And then we had the, remember, Ish North America for a while. That had to be going back into the 90s, I guess. So mm-hmm. that's as far back as I can remember. And it was, of course, in the RPA always had their little events that were kind of little mini trade shows too. So I've been going to shows, but the AHR, I mean, what's the history of this? How far back do these shows go? I don't even know when they started doing these. Do you? 
30? question. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I think 50, 30, 60, 70, yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know, and it, I think it helped that the show was what I would call success because then going into Atlanta, they, you know, they can say, you know, even on an off yeah. or weird year, I guess, whatever you would call it, you know, we yeah. still have people that are interested and still going to, you know, put on a good show for whoever shows up. So, and some of the booths, you know, like um, I would say the rigid and certainly Milwaukee, they had a lot of people, a lot of staff in their booth. I mean, it was bumper to bumper staff or employees, whatever you'd want to call them. So they seemed like they didn't pull back at all. Some of the other booths, they went with like a skeleton crew, the same booth, but just a smaller amount of people. So on my way uh, from the airport to my hotel in Las Vegas, my Uber driver offered to drop me off at a dispensary or a liquor store to to get my goods, but uh, I declined. Did you indulge in any of that stuff? No, but you could smell it. It was in the air everywhere. <laughs> you know, it was funny. The last day when I was walking out, there was a girl walking in front of me with a little backpack in the uh, on the back of her T-shirt, said, "We bring it to you." So it was some home delivery service that brought uh, yeah. into the show. Apparently, I don't know if she was just there to get lunch or if she was dropping a, a load off for somebody. But yeah, that's, that's DoorDash. Yeah, yeah. whatever a, a weed dash or in the weeds—that's <laughs> what they should call it in the weed dash. Yeah. So uh, one thing that we, one thing that you had done at the AHR show is this year you were an ambassador for AHR. And you took high school students uh, around to different booths and kind of gave them a feel of what the show is like. And yeah, they got they got some swag, they got some some cool free stuff. But tell us about that experience. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. I mean, they were looking for somebody. You know, I think Max actually had uh, agreed to do it, and then he uh, decided not to go to the event. So he said, "Would you do this while you're there?" And I'm, yeah, sure. You know. Um, so we just hooked up in the press room with the Western High School out of Vegas there, and they sent their junior and senior. It's a two-year program. I think they sent about 20 students total, and then we broke it up into two groups. So uh, Mary and I, Mary Olson and I, took one group. We took the juniors, and then uh, basically we went out and we thanked the boost that had donated. They got stuff from, let's see, I hope I can remember everybody, from Vito Bag donated some nice bags, uh, Fluke Tool, um, Rigid. Um, there's a couple others. So yeah. And you know, they were engaged. They asked questions and you know, the Vito especially was good with them. You know, he called everybody by their name and what do you want to do when you grow up? And have you thought about this and that? So it was fun. I think, uh, it's nice, you know, cause we've been to shows where, uh, busloads of kids show up at the front door and they just turn them loose and they go and grab the freebies and not, they don't stop and ask questions or maybe even get any, value out of it when they get back on the bus or just there for the uh, the hats and the whatever they can grab. But this group, you know, by having a, uh, their chaperone was there also from the school and then myself and Mary. And, uh, you know, we made them ask questions and we kind of, you know, gave them some tips on how to be polite and look people in the eye and the basic things that, you know, when you just drop them off and turn them loose doesn't always happen. So I think it, I think the booths that we went to were, were pleased too, that, you know, they came around and uh, this is our next generation. So. So these are high school kids, and obviously, as you mentioned, they, they were pretty engaged. I'm guessing that while most of them will continue into the trades, are this was a trades class that they take? Is that my understanding? Well, so the way it works, the way I understood it from our chaperone anyway, she wasn't their instructor, but they do academics in the morning and in the afternoon right across the street from their high school is a community college, and I forgot the name of it, sorry, but they walk over there, and then they do an HVAC 
for four, for the second half of their day, four hours, whatever that might be. And, and they end up with some kind of diploma. I don't know. It's certainly not a, you know, a state license or anything like that, but they do get some kind of HVAC uh, a diploma at the end of it. So then when they go to apply it for a job, they can say, well, yeah, we've had, you know, two-year HVAC program. And uh, yeah, I'd like to meet that instructor. If we do it again, I'd like to talk to, uh, you know, the schools that are involved, hopefully in Atlanta, we can set up something similar. And I'd like to know ahead of time so I could talk to the, um, you know, the instructor and say, okay, what do they learn? And, you know, how far along do they get and stuff like that? But no, they were, they were definitely, uh, happy you know, to walk out of there with i think so, 800 hours worth so of it gear. sounds like they've got a really good jump start once they're out yeah. of high school that's yeah. excellent right and you know i know uh one contractor uh, harris dudley here in salt lake that they bring in high school students after school into their shop and they they train them and send them out on the trucks and stuff like that and then they promise them that when they graduate from high school if they want they can have a job at that harris dudley plumbing so people are doing it at the um you know, at the contractor level, as well as at the school level, because you got to grab them at high school, you know, get them when mm-hmm. they're, you know, still young and impressionable, and, and then hopefully have them when they're, they're ready to go into the field and into the workforce. And I'm Hot curious, Rod, you mentioned that you got to see a lot of exhibitors that you wouldn't normally get to see when, when you're actually exhibiting uh, with Cluffy. Was there any specific exhibitor or technology or product that jumped out that at you this year that said, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Well, I was on a mission to find out more about, um, you know, air to water heat pumps. Cause I think that's kind of where our industry is headed. So, uh, you know, every booth that had, uh, the potential to be in that industry, I stopped that and said, okay, what do you have? What are your offerings? You can look at residential and commercial. So that was kind of my, my motivation and my goal at the show is to get to many of those booths. But in the process of doing that, you know, I'd find a little what, group from, Brooklyn, New York, I think had a little, you know, water detector thing that if your relief valve pops or there's water on the floor, it shuts off your, um, your power and your water. I like finding companies like that, that you just stumble across when you have time to go down every aisle and really pay attention instead of just, you know, dart to, you know, you're looking at your thing. Okay. I got to get to this number, this number, and this number. So I just, and I even went over early every morning, you know, with our badges, we could get in and I just walked before people were even in the booth to just be able to find those little pockets. So that was my mission. But yeah, along the way, like I say, I found I stopped at the um, both welding supplies, the Lincoln Welding, and also the people that make Turbo Torch were there. He was actually from uh, Missouri, and he spent a half hour with me. It was really good. So yeah, per, you know, everybody that I talked to was willing to spend time, and they had knowledgeable staff. There was only one truck company that I went to where I never got acknowledged. I was there for at least five minutes, and four people there never looked up from their phone, texting to even know that it was in the booth or acknowledge or we'll be with you in a minute, you know, too bad. You know, I could have had holograms there. Just step out of your booth if you're going to be on the phone or on, yeah. you know, texting or something, because that was, it was rude. And I'll remember that going forward that, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, going to this truck company, they didn't have time to even look at you. So that was too bad, but that was the only one that I really had issue with that seemed like they were wasting the, wasting money being there if they're not going to talk to people. So. Yeah, overall, we thought it was a really, a, a really good show. And like you mentioned, it, you know, the attendance was down from, you know, normal years, obviously, because of circumstances. But as you mentioned, it, it, you know, the buses weren't as full and the, you know, the traffic wasn't as bad. And when you get into a, yeah, when you get into a, a exhibitor's booth, they have time for one on one more, you know, focused attention on, on you and, maybe that's that's why it was such a good show for us i don't know but you know ahr is always a great show uh one of the best in in 
every year in our industry. Yeah, I so. mean, it's it's our big show, and it's the one that everybody, if you're a player, you need to be at. But yeah, I would agree with you there that everybody that was attending probably got good bang for their bucks, just because, like I say, there was um, yeah there was time available to to talk to people and stuff. Hot Rod, it, do you know what the schedule is for Cleffy for shows coming up when you may be on the road exhibiting in the near future? I believe we're going to do the one in Toronto. What is it called these days? Cyfex, the Cyfex yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, that's it's called. That's coming up here, and uh, is that in March? I don't know. That's coming yes. up. But we'll take part of our booth that was supposed to be. They, we had a brand new booth built this year, and didn't we get a chance to use it? So we'll we'll take a smaller portion of that to that show in Toronto, and then um, I don't know. We're looking at some different. Um, like if Aspie or somebody like that has a little show, we might. See if we can get to those live. It looks yeah, like the Aspie. numbers are going down as far as COVID this morning, yep. if you can believe yep. anything. So that'll help with uh, you know decision-making going forward. But no, we still want to do live shows. I mean, I, there's really um, a need for that, I think, yeah. and as long as we can do it safely. And yeah. I know Aspie's got their show later this fall in September in Indianapolis. So I expect you, you guys will be there. Uh, Monster and-ish next year? Um, well, they moved the Mostra. They didn't cancel it this year, which they did last year. They just moved it down another couple months. So I don't, I didn't look today to see how Italy and Europe's doing as far as numbers. I heard, uh, um, Austria was trying to make some kind of mandate thing this morning. I saw in the news, but yeah, I mean, as long as they're, um, open, we're going, I mean, as you know, Excellent. with those European shows, you got to plan a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. A little bit ahead of time. Yeah. So as far as I know, we're on board to go there and, um, we will. Yeah, I know one of the things that we had talked about with you and Mary earlier this week was the new training facility at Kalefi in Milwaukee. Um, can yeah. you tell us a little bit about the new training facility? Yeah, we've got a new, uh, we had this upstairs portion of our building that was kind of, you know, uh, shovel ready, so to speak. It had all the beams and stuff to go. So we, uh, thanks to Marco and the Italians, um, allowed us to build that out this year. So we've got a great training center up there with all the latest technology and it's got a nice little, uh, you know, lunchroom and stuff there. We've had one, a couple events there, but one event that was, you know, sizable, we had all of our reps come in um, for some training here a month or so ago and it worked out well. And, you know, it's uh, fairly easy to get to Milwaukee. So anyways, we're going to use that more. We're going to bring people. And I think Cody has something planned here in the next week or so to bring some local um, engineers and mechanical contracting firms in there for some training so yeah come up and see it when you're in the you know our neighborhood and uh we think that'll be a good way to you know get people in to see what we do there in milwaukee and also use that new facility that's you know sitting there ready to go yeah i think jp and i were talking about trying to get up there sometime later this spring or can you fly up and meet us with enough time i could probably do that or drive up even but um (laughs) Yeah, I don't get to Milwaukee as much as I used to, of course, because the last thing, you know, the COVID issues, but also, um, you know, we've just been doing more work from home and these hybrid trainings, which have been working out good for us, where we'll, you know, I'll be right sitting where I am right here in my shop doing it. And then uh, one of our regional people will be in front of the group at a, you know, wholesaler or an engineer or contractor, whatever it might be. And she's kind of, she's got the samples in her hand and I'm explaining them on the, you know, on the screen. So that works out pretty well. You know, that's a good way to get in front of people without having to get on a plane and, you know, actually be in there. So yeah, we'll do, you know, whatever it takes. We'll just kind of change with the times. So speaking of the virtual training, uh, you know, we look forward to possibly doing more shop talk showdowns and shop talk with Hot Rod this year. So 
Uh, we'll yeah, that to... was fun to do. And, you know, we, we do the coffee with Cluffy once a month. But, you know, when we look at the uh, the signups for that, it's probably 60, 40, uh, 60% engineers, 40% wholesalers or contractors. So when we did the um, the other series, we were kind of catering that, you know, after hours, number one. And also, and I think we got mostly contractors there that wanted, yeah. to, you know, more of the nuts and bolts. And I can do that better now that I've got some. Yeah, look at that behind you. Yeah. Stuff. They like to see the hand, you know, they like to be part of the hands-on part of it, not just the, uh, you know, looking at PowerPoint slides and talking about theory and numbers. Okay. Show me the, show me the money, so to speak. So yeah, let's do that uh, again. Yeah. Well, Hot Rod, thanks for jumping on uh, and talking about the show. It's, you know, it's always good to see you live. We got to see you. We got to touch you. We got to, We actually got to know. eat dinner with them. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. We got together one night and. And uh, that was fun. kind of chewed the fat together. I guess it was fat too. The barbecue. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little bit That's of barbecue. Right. That's right. Well, thanks again, and we look forward to seeing you and Kalefi down the road at at uh, more live shows. So, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. See you guys. The Not Dead Yet podcast powered by Mechanical Up Media and produced by John Masonbrink and Tim Ward. It is edited by John Masonbrink. Music presented by Jason Drum and graphics furnished by Wayne Rowe. Thanks for listening and until next week. <laughs>